Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman, and welcome to this podcast. Um, I'm so excited to um, talk with you. As many of you know, I am a minister, a wife, a mom. I've worked in as a corporate executive for over 20 years, and I'm an entrepreneur, and the Lord has blessed me with a best-selling book called Christian Warrior Woman, Taking Back Your Faith, Family, and Future. And we have been talking about confidence. We've been talking about boldness. And we've been talking about courage. And I want to give you an example or an opportunity of something to try in the workplace. And it's... it's it's not stressful, it's not hard, but it would be really good if you work in a team environment, as an example to use, and if you refresh, you know, as you think about how to present this in your organization or to your supervisor, and it's even better if you are a current supervisor. It doesn't matter if you are a shift leader or, as you might call it, an entry-level manager it, it might work for you even better. Or if you're an executive and in a boardroom, this will work for you. So, and one of the things is being able to receive and being able to hear and receive feedback. So I'm going to call this speaking up for confidence. And speaking up is a struggle that women have whether it be in regards to sexual harassment, whether it's for pay increase, or whether it's just um, for being seen in the right light in their position. So I want to go over five reasons why women um, don't speak up. And this could apply to men too, but I'm talking to you girls. So this is a she moment. Uh, so One, so what's one reason why women don't speak up? One is, and I looked at this Inc. article that I think is is definitely relative to women as well. And fear of retaliation or looking stupid. Women, you know, may harbor a strong fear of retaliation due to the lack of trust or feel nervous about looking stupid if they don't have all of the right information. So let's put the disclaimer out there. Your role in the workplace is not to have all of the right information, but you could spark a new idea. No one who speaks, I don't know about you, but I don't know how many times I've seen men come up with something that you're like, that sounds like a cockamamie idea. And guess what? One piece of it may sound right. And sometimes none of it sounds right. But it didn't stop him from mentioning it. Sometimes we fear hearing no. There's nothing wrong with hearing, hmm, or maybe someone challenging the idea. And for me personally, I have made suggestions in meetings that I would say nine out of ten times. Folks hadn't thought of it because they had been doing the same thing over and over for so long that when they heard something new, they were like, nah, that wouldn't work. And 
for me, it's my personality type, and I would say this was in my 30s. It wasn't when I was in my 20s, but if I would could give advice to myself and go back in that time, I should have done it earlier because the ideas and the thoughts were there earlier, but the confidence wasn't there earlier. And that's what I want to encourage you is those thoughts and those ideas that are there that you're not speaking out, it's time for you to release them. So the thing in life and about a confident woman is she's not focused on what other people will think, right? And putting her trust and all of her thoughts in someone else's opinion. It's sharing what she deems could be valuable to help in this situation. So something that, that we'll talk about in step two, that you're going to suggest an idea act after you've been actively listening to other ideas, understanding what the need is, understanding what the end result that is needed, and then putting your experience and what comes to your mind. So sometimes I always state maybe before you write it, if you have time before meeting, to think about your idea and lay it out. So, and we'll call it playing devil's advocate. So If you suggest this, what will this person say? Or what could be the backlash of this idea? So that when you go in, you are armed with, if someone asks such and such a question, you have a response. Similar to, I'm going to joke about this, but even though it's not a joke, the political debate situation. All the candidates line up to, um, like we saw this week, the Democratic um, debate. And they're lining up for questions. They pretty much know a good range of 10 or 20 of the questions and what areas that they'll be in. And they prepare and they're ready so that if they're challenged, some people did, some people didn't. If they're challenged in certain areas, they already have thought through a response. And many times women spend so much time trying to think through it and process it that it never gets out. And you can always state that, you know, in listening and hearing what you guys are saying, these are some thoughts that came to my mind. Maybe I have not thought them through, but maybe they can trigger um, other thoughts and ideas based on the experience in the room. You see, then you're not setting yourself up that, oh, I came up with this great idea, but you're trying to garner Um, interaction and thoughts. And believe it or not, many a times, because one person doesn't have all the knowledge and all of the info, someone else in the room will now feel that this is a group or a team activity that everybody can get engaged in. You triggered the conversation, but the whole group together collectively may come up with the solution. And believe it or not, you're going to wind up getting the credit in the end of sparking the dialogue of starting good conversation. And that's a good thing to do. So the second um, reason, appearance of challenging authority. You know, your upbringing may have taught you to never question your boss or your supervisor or VP because um, leading them to believe 
it's always good politics to agree with the boss. You know, (laughs) I would like to say that agreeing with your boss isn't always the way to go. I've done it both ways. I have proven one thing. And this is how you have to watch the action of your supervisor, your boss, or the culture in your company. I remember when I worked for for Clorox, and I had a peer manager. He was a male, and he was just good, if I can be frank, at kissing butt. And I would be truthful in my answer, direct, and I was even delivering better results than him. And we won't factor in the fact I'm a woman and there were no other women and yada, yada. And his results weren't that great. And even our boss, who we shared the same boss, even said to him that his lips were puckered up or swollen from kissing his butt. Even admitted that. But when the first opportunity came to get promoted, although I had higher results, although... I was the only woman, you could say the only woman of color, all of the things that you needed to be promoted. I was even in the job three months earlier, what we do. But in this culture, that was important. The butt kisser got the job, got offered the job before me. And so here was a perfect opportunity that it was kind of, it was kind of the results were there, but because He always complimented him. He was always in his face. I was always more business. And I would admit, the person that I reported to didn't really believe a single woman with children should be in a challenging role. So we'll add that in there as well. But you have to know who you're dealing with when you speak up. So when we say speaking up, Sometimes you have to manage the person who's directly above you differently than you may manage in a group setting with other peers or other people that are peers of your manager. Because you want your light to shine not only in your own team, but when you're around a broader spectrum of people. So I would say that it's definitely being aware of the culture and you have to But never feel if you have an idea, the first thing you obviously wouldn't say, nah, I don't think that'll work. Or nah, I think that's stupid. Well, I'm I'm assuming you know that you wouldn't make those kind of comments. But you might want to ask questions around their decision, okay, that can lead you to making a suggestion, So, for example, let's say your boss suggests this is what he thinks that would work going forward. Let's say you need to sell, I'm going to make this up, you need to sell more widgets. And he thinks if you do this promotion, you'll get X amount of widgets, more widgets sold. And you might have another suggestion that might be able to save money and deliver the same um, possibility. Well... That might be your suggestion instead of stating that you have a better idea is is one is ask is one of the objectives to save money. You see how I'm going around directly saying that, and he might say, "Well, yeah, we definitely want to save money. Then you could share something I would like to add if it's okay 
Um, I was thinking about an opportunity to sell more and save money, but I don't know if it would work in, in all the other areas. But in my area, I think um, based on past history that this would work. You see how that's now stated that it doesn't mean his idea is a bad idea, but you have, you may have found a way in your area to make things um, work without spending the money. Now, if you know that you've got one of those bosses who are saying, we need to do it this way, you may want to ask also, Can are you open to testing another idea? And if he says no, then you know, no need to be going back and forth. He just wants it done his way. And remember, many times you don't have the same boss forever. And just pray your next boss will value input, opinions, and additional thoughts. Previous bad experiences. Maybe you're not speaking up because the last time you spoke up, nobody acted on it, nobody cared, or you heard the crickets of silence after you spoke. That can leave you with a bad experience of, I won't waste my time. So a previous poor supervisor, which I'll put that on them again, or someone who took feedback but never acted on it, you know, may cause you to think it's just not worth it. It's not worth me mentioning it, okay? So don't let what's happened in the past, we've talked a lot about the past, hurt you from speaking up and sharing your ideas and your thoughts in your future, okay? Number four, unskilled with practical candor. And I've kind of spoke about this a little bit. If, you know, if you don't have experience or practice of giving feedback in a trustworthy but honest manner, you may feel, you know, that the comments are rude or unwelcomed in speaking up. So what I would do if you're struggling with speaking up, is watching in your culture how other people speak up, whether a woman, whether a man, and watch for behaviors and watch how they do it. I've worked in several environments where, you know, some people, no matter what they said, people were engaged with them and they could come up with some of the stupidest things, but people still listened and was engaged because... In their mind, every maybe fifth idea, they had something good. And so maybe you can model some of the things that they suggest. And what I've, what I've noticed and what I would tell you, if you're thinking of an idea, share it with a couple of people that may be attending that meeting and get their thoughts, get their buy-in. Because there's nothing like sharing an idea that two or three or four other people who are in there may chime in on and say, oh yeah, I think that could work as well. We've talked about it because then it will look like you did some research, you did some homework. Now, if the boss, this also will happen. If you make a suggestion and the boss says, oh, that's a crazy idea, that'll never work. Well, probably those four or five people who were in agreement with you, depending on their personality type, they might not, they might not chime in to support you against your boss. But I would, um, even something if you have, depending on your relationship with your manager, 
It may be something you kind of side mentioned to him before the meeting that would it be okay if you shared an idea of something that you have found that worked in your area. Everybody's always looking for best practices, right? So you might be able, even whether he gives you an answer or not, you may be able to um, let him allow you a couple of minutes prior in a meeting to see if it's something that could work. Always have some other folks in that meeting that are going to buy in with you if you can. Um, I've done it both ways, but I'm a different personality type. And if you want to have more buy-in or more success, then you want to kind of sell it in kind of one-on-one with people, asking to maybe go go for coffee, you know, sit for coffee, go to lunch and pick their brain to help solidify your thoughts. There is, you have to have a strategy with speaking up if you want to be perceived a certain way, successful, team-oriented, and, you know, the person that people could look to for ideas in the future. So people will tell you their door is is always open. <laughs> it sounds good in a meeting. It sounds good as a corporate kind of um, statement. But you need to check if that's really true. Is their door really open or is it open for you to share your successes on their strategy or the company's strategy? But is it open to challenge ideas and to share new thoughts and new functions? And so there's nothing like coming together as a team and going to your manager to pitch an idea or some thoughts. So that you know helps go back to asking people to give you feedback and being available to take it as well. Make sure that when, you know, they say their door is open, that you ask other people, have you ever gone in and pitched an idea or a thought and how was it received? How did, were they open to it so that you have an idea of what you're walking into? And, you know, if you're a supervisor, don't tell people that your door is open because when they come in, they're expecting a listening ear. They're expecting that you're, also, you're going to validate their ideas. That doesn't mean you have to do everything that someone suggests, but it does mean that I'm assuming they're suggesting something that can improve something in the process. And so if you can, I don't want to call it throw them a bone, but if you can acknowledge that their thoughts are valid, and I think it, you know, one or A or B or whatever could be implemented, but maybe the whole thing can be implemented Implemented at this point. That'll make the person feel like their, their skills and their thoughts are being valued. Now, also in speaking up, if you work in a team environment, which many people do, one of the things that you might want to create to make yourself shine. Maybe you don't have a college degree. Maybe um, no one's ever considered you for promotion. Well, maybe it's time they did. Maybe it's time that you started within your small team. Maybe it's only two, three people. Or maybe it's um, your peer of 20 or 100 people. And maybe in your company, you might go to your HR department. Maybe it's even for women 
Maybe you're an, 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 an engineer and there aren't a lot of women in engineering and you want to get a group of them together so they can kind of share how they can improve um, things in the workplace. Or maybe you are a packer at Amazon and you have seen where there are better ways to do things. And so maybe you get a, it could be men and women, it doesn't have to be just women, you get a group of your peers together and state, why don't we um, pool our knowledge together and create, help create an improved work environment? Maybe there are things that you were doing that are duplicated or um, could be done in a more efficient manner. And maybe a group of 5, 10, 15 of you can meet to make suggestions of improvement and then present this to your manager. There's nothing with solutions. You know, many times people will work for someone and they'll say this doesn't work and that doesn't work. But I always said, even with my children and folks in the workplace, which my husband used to always joke, are we just employees? (laughs) I used to say, you know, if you're going to come to tell me something's wrong, then tell me what would be a better way to do it. Because then you're just whining and complaining. But coming with Um, you know, I don't know if you're aware that this is going on. Maybe it's equipment that is down longer because of the changes in the the equipment for printing or for manufacturing, and it can be done more efficiently. And so the 10 of you, 12 of you, or however many of you, um, you know, met and agreed that we wanted to share these ideas with you because of what? We want to make you successful. We want to be successful. We want to have a safer, more efficient work environment. Um, and we want to be paid more eventually. So we want this team to be a shining star. Because at the end of the day, the more impact you have in your organization, the more that you contribute, you should be thinking the more than I can receive back eventually in rewards such as pay increases or bonus or, you know, extra time or something like that at work. So think of it that way. And so if you want to start, you know, a process improvement team or a 10x team, you know, come up with, you know, a a team um, idea of how to move the needle forward. And believe it or not, your energy, your thoughts, your bringing people together is not only going to get noticed by your manager, but by your manager's manager, and et cetera. And when you start affecting the bottom line, then you have the man or the woman at the top of the organization um, reading profit reports and efficiency reports and manufacturing and supply reports that are going to say, what's going on here? They went from this to this. The process improvement is tremendous. And guess what? When they ask that manager, your name's going to come up. Your team is going to come up. So that when there are promotions and opportunities, you start building a reputation of your team, of your work, and that's only going to help you advance. I always thought of in every job that I ever was in that my role was to make my brand name recognizable so that when my boss or the CEO was reading a profit 
report about my division or my region, or even when I was an account manager, when I started out, that wow, she's, you know, reaching all of her accounts, she's selling in all the promotions, she's hitting her number. And I always, um, you know, wanted to be competitive to know that I was in the, that top tier. That top tier is getting visibility. And I want you to get visibility. And that has nothing to do with a degree. That has nothing to do with whether you're a woman or a man. You have to decide within yourself that your work ethic has got to be high. If I want a high pay, then I want a high work ethic. And how does that feed in your confidence? Because when you start getting recognized, what is that going to do? It's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you feel that your worth is being recognized. It's being valued. And it allows you to think bigger and allows you to step broader into your thoughts and to speak up more often and to be that voice sometimes in a dark hole when everybody's got bad ideas to say, I see this as the solution. And you will notice your language, your body language, and your the people around you will notice, I'm not talking about cocky, but that your confidence at your listening skills, that you're truly listening to what's being said, what's needed, and how you can help bring about the solution. Hopefully this is making sense to you. So let's also look at one second. So six ways to encourage speaking up. Number one, um, I always try to um, share with peers or share with managers, you know, to provide me with feedback. Even if, you know, unfortunately, I worked in a lot of environments where Nobody wanted to do that because they were men. And, you know, I'm not going to help you look better than they assumed I was looking. You know, it's funny when you're a woman in a male environment, they just think, oh, if we help her look good. I one time stated, did you ever think that if you help, if you help me, the whole team wins versus just me? There's, I'm only one woman. If there are a hundred promotional opportunities, I can still only get one. So really worrying about me getting ahead is really, it should be the, the men that are around you. I'm just one person. But I learned, interestingly enough, from a man, it's, it's not helping you. We could wind up reporting to you one day. And I had to remind them again, how many, I've worked in very large companies, how likely is if I get promoted that you'll report to me. Very slim. Because we are in a, a multi-global, multi-global, <laughs> multinational corporation. So if there's an opportunity for me to get promoted in Timbuktu, you'll never even see me again. So if you're smart and you really want me out of your hair and don't want a woman to mess up, you know, y'all going to the boo-boo bars on Friday, you should help get me promoted and out of here. Oh, and they laughed and took drinks. I wasn't laughing. I was like being truthful with them. <laughs> but tell people you want feedback and want their support. Um, if they see you speaking up and doing something 
that's really honorable and like, wow, impactful. You know, please let me know if you think I'm going down um, a dark hole. Let me know that too. Practice your basics of active listening in meetings, um, taking notes, and including repeating Um, If your manager is making a request, make sure you repeat it to them and provide clarity. Believe it or not, you're not the only person that doesn't understand what they're saying. I have found that I'm, I'm sitting in a meeting with 50 people and I'm like, what in the world is this person talking about? And nobody else looks like. They look like they know because no one's asking any questions. And I just had to raise my hand. I said, can I just interrupt for one question? Because I'm clueless. I didn't say clueless, but I'm like, I'm unsure which what, what you're really talking about. Could you, did I, I must either missed hearing something or whatever. And when the person provided clarity, all of a sudden, everybody in the room said, I was wondering too. I was wondering too. And I'm sitting there like, And I looked at them and said, why didn't y'all say anything? And then the person presenting was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you guys didn't know about this. And this person's going on talking and I don't know what they're talking about. But guess what? Nobody else in there knew either. But they were too fearful to admit they didn't know. And when once I said it, then everybody got clarity. But what was the real key there? It wasn't the peers. The person presenting, guess who they remember? They remember the person who asked the question because that broke through the knowledge and the understanding of what they were presenting. Otherwise, they would have walked away and they weren't getting feedback. They weren't getting anything. And when that question was asked and they started explaining, then everybody started engaging. And so at the end, the person came to me who was senior to me and said, Lisa, Thanks for asking that question. It really changed the whole spectrum of the meeting. She said, I was like presenting to a bunch of blank faces and had no idea you guys were unaware of this process. And I said, oh, no problem. Now, I didn't have to sit there and say to the person, oh, remember to tell my boss, no. But when they debrief with whoever they debrief, guess what they're going to say? So sometimes we think that breaking the silence or asking the question will make us look like we don't know what's going on. But trust me, if you don't know, so does somebody else in that meeting. Make sense? So when we're talking about speaking up, talking about confidence, these are the things that we can sometimes risk, right? So If you're even in a one-on-one conversation with people, put your cell phone away. Number one, it's polite. Um, Number one, it shows the person you're totally engaged in what they're saying. People appreciate people who they believe are listening to them and giving them eye contact. I've done this with my kids. I'm sure everybody listening to this has done this. You're talking with someone and you're responding to a text message as well, because as women, we love to multitask. If you're talking with someone you're doing business with or you're working with, your cell phone needs to be down unless you're in the middle of an emergency. And if you are, you ask the person, can you give me five minutes? Because this is an urgent matter on this phone that I need to respond to because I want you to have my total attention. And if you're a supervisor, many managers do this with people. 
They'll be on their phone or on their computer and acting like they're doing both. It's rude and it's disingenuous. So even if you have a manager who does that to you, you may want to say, I'll wait. And they may be like, oh, you could talk. No, I'll wait because I'd rather have your total attention. I don't want to be presenting and talking and sharing something with you while you're clicking on your computer or clicking on your cell phone. I am worth your whole attention. And see, that comes back to your value. Okay? So reciprocate. You know, as we talked about in a candid way, explain the merits of the idea and ask questions about things that may cause barriers rather than being dismissive. So you want to sometimes sharing ideas without judgment because you don't know. I always call let's slap up all the thoughts on the eye on the wall. Let's not make a judgment on all that won't work. We may all be thinking that, but you never know. And so throw it up on the wall, throw it up on the wall. And then as a team, you can kind of go through based on what are the criteria. Does it have to be profitable? Does it have to be um, quick? And then start taking the things off the walls that will work. So whether you're a manager or whether you're a team player starting this team with great ideas, don't don't start with, uh, we only want to have good ideas. No, we want to have all ideas because that'll have everyone engaged. Even just, you could even say, this, even some of the craziest things you could think of. And you may think, well, this costs too much money. No, whatever ideas come to mind, this is what you want to do because what are you doing? You're exercising and getting people to speak up and to speak out, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent without judgment. Then when you have it all up on the wall, you can then make the decision. But every person sitting there will feel like they added value. And also you're exercising the value of speaking up. And when you have the opportunity to be in these type exercises, this is the time for you to not do it in a braggadocious way, not do it like, oh, none of those will work. This is the only thing that will work. No everybody's voice has value and you want to check your attitude because you might be in a meeting with someone who is inexperienced, but they're spearheading this. Encourage them if it's going to make your workflow more um, quicker, faster, be a value. Don't be, you know, sour cream in the corner about this person as they know what they're talking about. If someone's trying to improve your work life, um, you need to know and hear what they're saying. And so be available, you know, when if you have a new manager or someone new in a project and you have the time, just let them know, you know, if you need any help, I'll be more than willing to help you if you need. But don't don't make it where you're doing the work for them, because um, I've done that before. And the person I felt like kind of dumped their workload on me. But do it in a way that if you want to run some ideas by, um, by me based on my experience, I can let you know what kind of hiccups that I'll see and have people that you can do the same with. Find people that you can throw ideas um, with them and get actual feedback. And again, it doesn't matter what level or position you are. Find someone senior to you. 
Ask them if they would mentor you because you want to bring new ideas and thoughts to the company. And if you're not working for a company where you're excited and want to bring new ideas and make more money, then find a company where you can do that and work at what you love doing. You know, I know it's easier said, well, I'm just going to stay here because I've got a pension and I've got security. That's great. Well, then add value at a higher level so you can max out what you can make and be recognized for what you know. I I love bragging about getting other people promoted, getting my bosses promoted. If I get my boss promoted, I get promoted. Even and if they leave and the business is still going forward, you know, the next manager gives me the opportunity to let them know how things are done and you will get promoted. So there's many jobs and companies that prefer life experience and experience in the workplace. And so let's take advantage of that. So I hope today that I have shared with you some opportunities of how to get ahead in the workplace and use the principles of that you've been working on, and whether through the book or through the podcast and this week, and talking about confidence and learning that speaking up is always more advantageous than a disadvantage. Staying quiet gets you unnoticed and gets you kind of stuck in a rut of in people's opinions of you. We always have the ability, as even the Bible says, to renew our mind. That means every day you have the ability to change the opinions of those that manage you, those above you, and those you work with. But you have to make the choice to be that person who goes to work or in your relationship or with your children or in your marriage, in your community that wants to add value and not complain about what's not working, but start talking and getting people rallied around how to bring solutions to the situation. I pray this will help you in your career. I wish I had folks back in my day that um, would have shared some of this with me, but I did through piecing this and that and the other over the over the years. But there are people in the workplace with you that are willing to help and willing to move the needle. We just have to speak up. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.